Welcome to New Small Talk, the arts and entertainment podcast for the Arkansas Times. I'm Stephanie Smittle, and I'm here with Omaya Jones. Hello. Today, we'll start with some arts and entertainment news, and we'll also talk with Uniwa, a Little Rock-based artist whose tunes have made waves around the globe. But first, a few things we think you should know about. So first up, mm-hmm. there's some new music, yet another new one out from Elise Davis called Man. Man, check it out. Um, man. Man, oh man, Elise Davis is really great about writing about breakups. Uh, so check that one out. There's also new music, a sweet little pop kind of country ditty love song, if you're into that, called Little by Little, from an Arkansas named Kelsey Lamb, who I didn't know about and uh, lives in Nashville now. Sweet little song. We also mark the passing of Joe Jackson, a native of Fountain Hill, Arkansas, and father to a legacy of entertainers. Mm-hmm. Janet Jackson, Michael Jackson, Latoya. I don't know how it happened. I ended up going down a rabbit hole of Michael Jackson memories this past week. I think it was, it started when I saw part of uh, This Is It, the documentary that they made ah. of his last uh, rehearsals. Yeah. Um, and then I started just like going back through the controversy with the various cases and uh, the Pepsi incident with the, where you know his hair caught on fire, um, and then just by coincidence, Joe Jackson passes, and I think his legacy is really mixed. Like on the one hand, he was a father to these amazing entertainers, but he was really cruel. That's to what them. I understand. Yeah, yeah really terrifying. Mm-hmm. So I was reading a little bit about that too, although it was after he passed. You know that one of the last ways Michael Jackson described his father was to say that just one look could scare you. You It's really kind of domineering kind of uh, presence in their lives, it seems like. Yeah, I can't imagine wanting to be that kind of father. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know what would drive you to do that. Uh, It just seems sort of... uh, You hate to celebrate anybody passing, but it just seems like, yeah, that... It's strange, right, yeah. right. At the same time, and it's, it's just like, wow, all of this came out of Arkansas somehow, mm-hmm. right? In some, and mm-hmm. in, in some way, is traced back to Fountain Hill and Ashley County. It, it's, um, it's a troublesome legacy for sure, um, and and uh, that's, I guess, just the nature of <laughs> human nature, yeah. right? Um, we also, uh, on the lighter side of things, want to let you know that there is an Arkansas Food Hall of Fame app Ooh. now. You can get it on your iPhone or on Android. I discovered this, got news of it, and tried it out. Got it on my phone. You can browse by chef, by cuisine. There are galleries of the food. Uh, check it out. It's free. It's just called Arkansas Food Hall of Fame. And if you go to your... I'm doing this right yeah, now. Yeah, do it. It's uh, it's right there at the top. It looks like sort of an, a little award. And um, you can just sort of browse through and... Uh, you could, you know, you got to turn your location settings on so it knows what part of, of the city you're in. And then um, all sorts of stuff. They've got events, like all sort of the oddball events, food events around the state, like the Bradley County Pink Tomato Festival, the Gillette Coon Supper, Hope Watermelon Festival, the World Championship Duck Gumbo Cook-Off. So if you're into weird corners of Arkansas food or you follow Arkansas chefs, check that out i also thought we might throw a few things uh the way of our listeners as regards july 4th so if you're not going to be you know dousing yourself in sunscreen and doing 
hot dogs and hamburgers and that sort of thing with friends or family, you could ditch the flip-flops and go uh, get dolled up and, and catch a trumpeter and band leader, Rodney Block, for Rockets and Rodney. It's at the Pinnacle Room, downtown Marriott Hotel, which I understand faces over the river. Uh, I've never been there, but it sounds posh. 8 p.m., 25 bucks. Uh, DJ Nick Hud will spin tunes, and you can see the fireworks display from uh, on, on top of a building. The Arkansas Symphony Orchestra also gives its annual Pops on the River concert with uh, food trucks, children's activities. They have a contest uh, like where people compete to sing the Star Spangled Banner called mm-hmm. Oh Say Can You Sing? And fireworks show at dusk. Starts at 3 p.m., Riverfront Park, and that's free. There's also a comedy show called the A-State Comedy Jam at Jazzy's Lounge uh, on Asher Avenue, which is something I, I drive by. I always sort of wonder what the frequency of events there uh, is. And so comedian Nate Williams headlines the A-State Comedy Jam at 7 p.m. Wednesday, July 4th, and uh, Thursday, July 5th. It'll cost you between 15 $30 to get in, depending on how posh you want to go. And then there's also the Historic Arkansas Museum hosts a uh, sort of a, a daytime. It starts at uh, 10 a.m. called Frontier Fourth of July. They'll do a Revolutionary War battle reenactment. There's living history performers and live music and crafting and uh, something called territorial games. Okay, so I guess like in celebration of Arkansas becoming territory. Okay. Right? So you could go do that uh, 10 a.m. to noon, and that's free. And then if you're up in the northwest corner, uh, catch the Symphony of Northwest Arkansas. They play an American Salute concert with a fireworks display afterward. That's at Walmart Amp in Rogers. And you can get in for three bucks. Um, or you can get the fancy seats for $35. So that's all going on July 4th. Please check out the to-do list in this week's Arkansas Times for more going on this week, and we'll be right back with Uni One. Welcome back to No Small Talk. We are here with Uni Wa. Thanks for joining us. It's no problem whatsoever. I'm, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm really glad I could be able to be here on such short notice. I uh, kind of forgot this was this was supposed to happen, but I'm here and I'm, 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 I'm loving this and I'm really excited to talk about music. All right. Thanks for being here. So your music gets lumped in with a lot of labels yeah. that may or may not be helpful in mm-hmm. actually understanding what it is you do. Yeah. One of those, of course, is vaporwave, right? So right. Um, it's a term that gets thrown around a lot. And maybe I identify with this a little bit because people are grasping for a way to kind of understand what is you do, right? Yeah, yeah, they're always trying to understand the art form, you know, but really, uh, so so you, you ask me to explain what I, how I produ- uh, produce certain genres or just how? What do you think, um, do you think that labels like that give, uh, lead to misconceptions about what it is you do? Yeah. Definitely, they they actually um, exude large like misconceptions that usually just make me feel just like uh, I I rather not like be held to this label, because honestly, when I got into this, I've always focused on being able to adapt, you know, and as an artist, I look at 
I want to be looked at as like an adaptable artist that has more than one dimension that has to be associated with just with more than just one dimension of sound. You know, I couldn't I couldn't just chalk up everything I do as vaporwave. That that would be really just um, it would be lowering how much artistic like energy I actually put into this. You know, can you kind of just elaborate on that like what like what do you think it is what do you, what do you call what you do i mean i'm a i'm a multi-genreist you know i mean like i have 30 i have like at least 36 projects about 37 and that's like that's like that's it that's last time i, I counted it was like at least a little bit over 500 songs like mm -hmm. you know that's my entire discography not, like not my my entire discography isn't on Apple and Spotify it's on my band account but if you actually really listen it's a variety of sound from all over the place it's actually like a bunch of different genres you know I'm a, I'm a multi-genre instrumentalist you know right you hop around like there are some of your pieces that almost come across as like uh it's an LP, like a long player, old school jazz piece. Yeah. And then there are others that are bouncing around all over the place, super frenetic. Exactly. It's all about the energy and what it's like really trying to, I'm always trying to convey some type of feelings and energy through my music too, of course. So it's, you know, that, that energy can be anywhere. It could be sad, it could be happy, it could be jazz, it could be, you know, synth wave, it can be trap. It's just, you know, how I feel like I want to convey it at the time being, you know? Right, right. Yeah. So what do you start with? Maybe, like, I don't want to uh, give away your secrets here on air, <laughs> but, not. like, how do you, just in layman's terms, like, for somebody that that is not a producer, how do you make this? What pieces do you start with and how do you put it together? Um... Uh, what, what I, I mean, he said from somebody that is the producer. Yeah, like what are you physically doing when you're putting, when you start a piece yeah. and you have an idea, what do you, what do you physically do? Like what pieces are you starting with? How okay. are you making these um, sounds? How am I making these sounds? Um, yeah. I'm a keyboardist. I'm either, uh, you know, programming myself. I'm actually just really programming drums and, and melodies and stuff all myself. I, I could start with the melody, I could start with the drums, but really it it it's doesn't really usually matter because it always turns out like, you know, solid. I always tweak it. I can work on it from any time from like a week and be done with it. Or it could take me a month or a couple months or almost a year. You know? So but I'm really just you know, I'm, a, I'm. I look at it as I'm a com I'm a composer. Um, you know, I'm I'm comp like I'm making a composition of different sounds and I'm arranging them myself. You know, yeah. Like, uh, the best way. I mean, I've the best way to put it is is that I come up with a concept. I come up with a feeling. I come up with a message. You know. And that's for like out like my instrumental projects, you know, that you talk about. Um, I come up with a concept, but I come up with a feeling that I'm actually trying to convey. And I focus real hard. And I might just chill out for music for a little bit and just try to like gain that creative energy, you know? 
and then I'll just get to it and I'll just be and you know I'll just you know fine I'll listen to certain songs that'll just get me in a certain mindset or I'll just not listen to anything you know and just have a bare mindset and just look at it from uh from a blank canvas you know when you're looking for that inspiration are there any particular artists that you find yourself going back to uh Kanye West uh Flying Lotus hmm a lot of like <laughs> let me think yeah it's a lot of there's a lot of people who else do I like I also like a Taku um but those are like some of the main artists you know yeah so you mentioned, like, so a lot of your pieces are instrumental in mm-hmm. nature. You weave yeah. in vocals, of course, but mm-hmm. um, maybe because of that, your titles tend to take on a lot of meaning because that's the only verbal uh, anything verbal that we have as- to touch it. Yeah, that's the only verbal aspect, you know. So, like, anything else is either, like, vocal sample for it, you know. And I'm manipulated, of course, but... It's usually just synth and drums, you know? And I make it like, I'm always trying to make the sounds mean something on their own rather than just having to put, that's what that's that's what I've always felt as, has been the true object, objective and just like my focus. I'm trying to make this sound as good as a beat as I possibly can to where it can stand as a song, you know? I'm, and also, of course, I work with artists. I have a lot of artists that I work with from Arkansas. Of course, you've had Gondé Garçon and Solo Jackson. Those are two artists I have worked with slash I'm still working with right now. And you know, I like both. I like both aspects. But really, I love being uh, just putting out instrumental projects. You know. Uh can you talk about the title of your new record? It's called Dawn of the Black Wings. It's your new project. I don't know if you call yeah. it a record. I do. Like... <laughs> I do. It's a, it's a record. Uh, like, what, uh, what's the question? You know. Well, uh, what's Dawn of the Black Wings for you? What's Dawn of the Black Wings? Yeah. Okay, I've been waiting for this for a little second. I've been All right. This one. <laughs> um, Dawn of the Black Wings was... Uh, it's like it's, it's a conceptual album, but it's like... It's something I came up with at the beginning, around the beginning of the year. I just slowly pushed it into where that you know could actually get things done. But um, what it what it is for me is it's it's this this is it's it's this soundscape. I I made it to really you know I want it to be like looked at as if like I mean I want it to be listened to as if it was like you were watching a movie, you know and um. It's really supposed to detail like me being down and out and then actually like, you know, just overcoming it. And I have actually, I actually explained uh, recently on Twitter about one of my, like the last song on the record, which was Mott, it's M-A-A-T. And um, Mott was like the Egyptian goddess of like you know truth uh you know basically would like regulate mortals and what they you know what their actions and their and also uh would regulate deities and what they did 
right after you know the first couple seconds of the entire universe being created and it's um it's powerful to me it means a lot you know and uh it's meant to basically this out this project was just like me trying to just show my potential and just everyone else's potential and just you know what we're really going after in life you know i'm trying to breathe life through instrumentation i'm trying to breathe like you know new thought through instrumentation you know right. feelings emotions mm -hmm. um and I, I really love how it came out and and I've gotten a lot of feedback off of it so yeah I really that's it's probably one of the most important projects I've put out as of uh, in a long time long time so for our listeners that follow you they may already know about what's behind the name Uniwa but can you indulge us and just kind of uh, talk about how you got there for your moniker yeah um, I was about 15, 14. Um, I changed, I had original artist name. I'm not going to say my original artist name, but I changed my original oh. artist name. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know now. You know my, original artist name? my original artist name was Farrah. And um, I was just like, okay, I'm like, I'm getting older. Um, I don't like this name as much as I did originally. And I, uh, because uh, I used to rap under the name too, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I gotta leave this back back in the day. I gotta make something new. I gotta make something like that means some, you know, way more than what that meant." And I changed it to Uni Basaru, why? And um, it was meant to basically mean you know universal harmony or just universal, you know. And um, of course, when like you know we talked about this earlier, the basis of my artistic like endeavors is based around being universal in sound and being adaptable in sound and being able to universally appreciate all forms of like different music you know so that's really what you know uniwa is that's really what it's, that's what is summed up by i was gonna ask how old are you i'm 21 and how many albums? So you say you've thirty projects, right? It's more than that. It's like almost forty. Right. So and then you you got this album that's coming out. Oh, it came out 20, so, the June twenty third. Okay, so yeah, the album that came out June twenty third, and you put out an album earlier this year. Yeah, Dead Idols, I did. And so, I how how often are you like you're pretty prolific? Yes. So it's just are you just constantly making new music? I'm um, yeah, I'm constantly making new music. I've been constant I literally been consistently making new music since 2014, 2013. I haven't even stopped since those past couple years. Other than taking like once a month breaks, mm -hmm. I I've literally been making music constantly for at least 6 or 7 years. What like what what, what propels you? Um giving like giving meaning to it and like me being who I am, I'm trying to transcend all the things that, you know, society has put in my place as a black man, that I had to be, a, you know, a certain type of, I had to make a certain type of, you know, music, that's a rap, that I had to like do this, you know, like, I'm trying to transcend all those social normalities, I'm trying to make something like, I'm trying to be my own person, I'm trying to be who I want to be, and that's what propels me. Okay. Um, and do you have any shows coming up? Uh, not as of right now, but I should be having a show at Rev Room. Date to be announced 
sometime in either August or July. Boss, thanks for coming out and talk with us, Uniwa. Um, thank you for having me. And we'll be right back. Welcome back. And to round out the show, we have some recommendations. Do you have a recommendation of mine? Uh, I do. So because I'm not going to be here for the next couple of weeks. Ouch! Right. So I've got a few recommendations. Uh, the first is this Saturday, mm-hmm. I believe the 29th. 30th. 30, the 30th, mm-hmm. right. Um, this Saturday, the 30th, mm-hmm. is Generation Wealth, which is a screening that's happening at Ron Robinson. Uh, that is being hosted by the Arkansas Cinema Society and um, co-hosted by the Hot Springs Documentary Film Festival. Yeah. Uh, Jen Gerber mentioned it when she was on a couple weeks ago. Uh, my second recommendation is on July 13th mm-hmm. um, is a screening of a film called Relocation Arkansas. That's also at Cal's Ron Robinson. And oh, yeah. it is uh, about the 1942 internment of the Japanese Americans in uh, Arkansas. And then finally, because I'm not going to be here, we're not going to do a preview show for it, but our next screening is July 17th at Riverdale VIP Cinema, and we're showing The Piano, which is celebrating its 25th anniversary. Um, And I believe it was the first... I'm trying to think because I know Jane Campion didn't win Best Director. I think Mm -hmm. it won Best Picture. I think it was the first Best Picture winner directed by a woman. Mm. Um, Arkansas Times Film Series... mm -hmm. We're here to bring you these right. landmark occasions. Yes. Yeah, and so those are those are my recommendations for the next couple of weeks while That's I'm away. Fantastic! Wow, is there ever a more timely time to screen Relocation Arkansas? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's maybe going to be a little bit haunting. Um, that's all great. Uh, I'm just going to throw this name out at you and bungle the pronunciation uh, with abandon. It's Nana Adjoa, so it's N-A-N-A. Her last name is A-D-J-O-A. She put out an EP last year called Down at the Root Part 1, and Down at the Root Part 2 comes out June 29th, lucky for us. It is really fun, a super kind of cerebral pop. People have compared her to Joan Armitrading. I don't hear it, but I get why people, like she has a smoothness and a jazziness to her sound that I I think maybe reminds people of Joan Armitrading. But um, her voice is totally different. It's got these areas of it where it's really smooth and then she sort of has this kind of uh, crackliness, almost sort of like a Billie Holiday crackle to her voice. It's really percussive at times. It's a really beautifully present voice. Um, Nana Adjoa is her name, Down at the Root, part two. Um, I just, uh, I think I think you should check it out. There's a great track called Three, one called uh, The Resolution. Uh, beautiful, beautiful music. Awesome. And do you have a move for the week? I do. Uh, if you, like me, have been freaking out about baseball uh, this week, I would encourage us all to remember that baseball was meant to be chill. It was not meant to be <laughs> like the whole reason we do baseball is because it's slow. Can drink a beer, eat a hot dog. You have time to keep score. Leave the freaking out for football fans. But um, anyway, so if you're ready to get back to baseball being chill, I would say 
uh, go see the Travs play the San Antonio mission. That doesn't sound like a good sell, really. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be very exciting, riveting stuff. But, uh, you know, give yourself a break from the College World Series frenzy and go see the Travs. They're playing three games against the San Antonio Missions at Dickey Stevens Park starting this Sunday, 2.10 p.m. on Sunday, 7.10 p.m. on Monday, and 6.10 p.m. on Tuesday. And there is fireworks after the what? Tuesday show. Yeah, yeah, it's a little... Early Fourth of July fireworks, little preview. Awesome. Yeah. Sweet. Travs, go check out your Travs. That's my move. Awesome. We'll be back in a few weeks. Thanks for listening. Bye.